0: Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices Podcast, where we chat digital transformation, challenges and opportunities across healthcare and life sciences. And now, your host, Ed Marks.
1: Welcome to another edition of Digital Voices. My name is Ed, and I'm happy to have you on board with me today. And we're going to talk about leadership and the digital space and this time we're actually going to talk a little bit about design and build of greenfield hospitals so it'll be super super interesting and i have my friend sanjeev shah out of colorado joining me today welcome sanjeev hello ed
0: uh it's nice to be with you
1: yeah it's it's good to reconnect and before we jump in i want to just give dj producer Megan here at Chance, have you ever thought about hospital design? Like when you walk yeah. into your hospital? Like like interior design or? Yeah, it could be both. It could be the external and interior. Mm, what
0: comes to mind first is when I had my son in the, um, the maternity room that we stayed in, I thought about design and I wished that um, my husband had a little bit bigger couch to sleep on.
1: Yeah, those things are really valid. I think Sanjeev and I are going to dive into that and, and also the external design. You know, I, when I was at Cleveland Clinic, we had this Abu Dhabi facility. It was just remarkable in its external design. And Parkland uh, is another good example in Dallas, I think, by the same architect. Uh, and uh, so we're going to talk a lot about, about design and hospital build. Uh, Sanjeev, I'm trying to think back when we first met. I think it may have been on a panel not, not all that long ago. Do you recall? Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, that's correct. Uh, uh, we were uh, on a panel at uh, Texas Hims, uh, but you know, uh, have certainly come across uh, you and your leadership uh, in the healthcare community for uh, many years, and uh, followed uh, you know your 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 contributions uh, not just to the community but also to other aspiring leaders. Um, and so it's just great to be in conversation with you again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. We connected offline a couple of times and yeah, I've really enjoyed our time together and I've been part of great teams, you know, and that's what it, that's what it makes all the difference. And you know, the first thing that people want to know about you, of course, our listeners always want to know, cause they're always building their Spotify playlist. What are songs on your
0: playlist? What sort of music do you like to listen to? Like when you chill? All right. So some of this is going to be just definitely embarrassing for me. Okay. But nevertheless, it's on my list. So, you know, one of the uh, fascinating things I get to do um, every uh, weekday is bring my daughter to school Uh, and she's uh, seven, uh, almost eight, and then also uh, three other kids uh, that uh, we carpool together to to drop them off to school. It happens to be that it's High School Musical uh, or it's Hurricane by Bridget Mendler uh, or Outrunning Karma by Alec Benjamin, you name it, Greatest Showman, uh, but my personal preference is Bollywood music, uh, but that gets very little chance to play on our on my uh, radio on my car. Yeah, it,
1: it's funny though. You know, it's a really benefit. That's cool. First of all, it's cool that you get to take your daughter to school every day, That's uh, that that's a probably pretty special uh, time uh, that you'll look back fondly on as she grows older. Uh, but also, what kept me sort of like hip you know, with uh, contemporaries was my kids, right? I'd listen to their music as well. And they would put together a list for me as I, they were growing older. And, uh, and so people would thought I was a pretty hip person, but really it was my kids, the influence of my kids on my playlist. But that's pretty cool. And I, and I share your affinity with some Bollywood music as well. So I definitely have that on my playlist as well. Uh, what about any sort of life uh, mantra or quote, or, you know, what, what's your passion in life that sort of drives who you are?
0: Uh, That's a really wonderful question there, Ed. You know, uh, I'm shaped by uh, all my background, right? And what I have learned along the way and what uh, help I have received from others in the industry and community. Uh, I'm originally from uh, the country of Nepal. Uh, As a teenager, uh, I moved to the US with my parents when my father was attending Michigan State University for his doctor, doctoral degree in agriculture. You know, as a teenager uh, coming from a developing nation to the United States, it, it, it was quite a bit of a uh, transformation uh, or transition uh, in that journey. Uh, so a lot of uh, who I am is shaped by, you know, what I experienced as a child, which is, you know, I, I found uh, that I was happy. I felt I had everything. I had a very loving family, still do, um, and just excited about what the world had to offer. Uh, Coming to the U.S. and having an opportunity to uh, receive a wonderful education, uh, being able to work in a variety of industries, uh, starting with automotive, uh, working at a plant, uh, corporate offices, uh, then on to healthcare later on, uh, I've always felt that technology has a way of enabling uh, care and outcomes for patients that um, you know requires a bit of uh, thought, uh, requires a bit of innovation, requires a bit of uh, relying on each other, requires collaboration. And as you know, uh, lots of things have to come together to really uh, uh, deliver on that outcome. And so I'm shaped by all of that. Um, And I'll pause there just to, uh, you know, kind of engage in that conversation with you further.
1: No, you're, you're absolutely right. You're definitely shaped by all the different things that that happen in your life and and how you how you sort of grow and manifest yourself through those. What what was something that may have surprised you coming from Nepal uh, to United States that you maybe were unprepared for?
0: You know, uh, uh, a lot of was learning, right? So, And if we can reflect back on what Nepal was like then, right? We didn't have access to television, didn't have access to international media. Uh, you, you come to, an, uh, to a world that looks very different. So I was just taking in, uh, learning, uh, just uh like in a sponge uh, that just continues to take in. So for me, the most surprising thing was uh, all of it, right? Uh, people, culture, personalities, uh, landscape, the beauty, uh, you know, among all of that, I just loved how uh, I found uh, uh, this small community in Michigan, East Lansing, a college town, uh, a variety of perspectives, people from all over the world at this uh, uh, pretty pretty big university uh, campus and then uh, surrounding communities. To me, it was best of the world. Um, so, you know, it was surprising, but definitely welcoming.
1: And, you know, we're going to jump into leadership here in a second. And maybe a good segue is to think about, you know, did when you were in school there and, you know, you know being in a new country the new environment like you're describing and you're going to the university and you're meeting people from around the world and you know did you see any early signs of leadership uh in you that started to emerge or or that as you reflect back on that you're like wow because of that i learned these certain aspects of leadership
0: yes you know one of the uh, uh leaders you know many have influenced me right but one of the uh, fantastic leaders that i've had a chance to Uh, meet uh, is is Texas Children's uh, CEO, Mr. Mark Wallace, um, you know, who has been a long time CEO and president there. And, uh, you know, uh, he has these uh, uh, maxims, leadership maxims. And this one that really spoke very well to me, Um, leadership always influences or determines outcomes, not some of the time, but all of the time. Um, so, you know, when you when you internalize that as a leader and, and you think about what leadership means, that I have found along my journey extremely um, uh, influencing. But if I was to go back to um, uh, my early days, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, follower and um, influenced by teachings and learnings from Mahatma Gandhi. So, you know, if you think about a quote that says, be the change that you wish to see in the world. I know it's a grand statement and quote, but at a very simple level, uh, you know, when we talk about taking uh, better care of patients and making things happen, well, you and I can be that change that makes that happen. And then you make it even more real when you apply Mr. Mark Wallace's uh, uh, maximum uh, leadership. And, and then uh, it would be, you uh, 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 it won't be complete if I didn't share that my father and my mother in the journey that they traveled. You know, when my father did PhD at Michigan State University. Look, he was one of the first PhDs from the entire area of that country. Um, and, you know, I have always seen him excel in anything he has followed, including serving as uh, head of uh, agriculture research department for the country of Nepal. So to me, uh, you know, my parents have always been, uh, uh, you know, people who have uh, provided that leadership and I've looked up to them and I still continue to do that. Uh, but in my professional life, um, absolutely, uh, Mahatma Gandhi and then uh, later on, Mr. Mark Wallace.
1: Yeah. And so do you, do you go back often to uh,
0: Nepal? I do. Uh, I would say not often. Um, I recently had an opportunity to go back this um, June, July and part of uh, my going back had to do it. It had been a while and uh, Centura as an organization provides me with some very fantastic opportunity to make contributions and I know we'll talk about uh, some of them in terms of uh, hospitals and how you design them, but one of them is just being able to serve uh, on a mission. Uh, where Centura uh, is present and provides uh, assistance and guidance. And, and it happens to be that there's a hospital in Nepal called Sheer Memorial Adventist Hospital. And so I went uh, on that mission journey to uh, be part of the team to uh, help in ways that I can, uh, which is from a technology perspective and how you bring that forward for, again, uh, taking better care of patients in that, uh, in that community. And at the same time, I was able to go visit my birthplace uh, that I hadn't been to in 37 years.
1: Yeah, that, that's great. That is a great organization that allows you to do that. And, and, and as you know, we have a lot in common, you know, my, my wife is near from near Nepal. Uh, it's on our list, uh, hopefully next year to get there. I love to climb mountains. So we're going to do some, uh, a lot of climbing and adventuring uh, in that area. And then with the Adventist hospital system as well. Uh, her adopted parents were uh, both physicians in that system. And uh, so, yeah, lot, lots of comments. But let, let's talk a little bit about uh, hospitals and design. So, uh, you know, the great thing about you, Sanjeev, and what I really appreciated is uh, while you may focus in a particular area of security or some uh, some areas, you're you're a leader first. And you, you brought so much to the organizations in which you serve because of your your broad leadership capabilities and so I'm, I'm specifically intrigued about design and uh, tell us a little bit about some of the work that you've been in and and, and then we'll delve into that a little bit further
0: yeah uh, no that's that's, that's wonderful and uh, you know I think it's uh, first worth sharing uh, you know what organization I'm at you know so central health uh, uh, has uh, 20 uh, hospitals in Carr and Kansas, hundred plus uh, physician practices and clinics. We uh, are on a mission uh, to connecting more people and communities to incredible care. And what that uh, really translates into is is how we take care of people um, in in terms of whole person care that central brings to uh, people we serve. And so this uh, new hospital uh, design that, that we're talking about is part of the mission uh, in, in caring for people. Uh, so what we've done is uh, we have our digital north, um, our uh, CIO uh, and senior vice president, Ms. Kerry Damon, um, and, and the leadership team uh, at Centura has created this digital north that says, uh, you know, what's our goal? Uh, what are we trying to do with uh, digital efforts? Uh, how are we reaching consumers, providers, and associates? Uh, what are the touch points that uh, we are trying to uh, affect in terms of positive experience? And uh, what is, in uh, uh, you know, a central, want to be uh, from, a, from a healthcare system perspective? So bringing all of that together in terms of a new facility design, uh, we looked at uh, influences uh, in, in the healthcare industry, right? So, um, wh- what are those influences set, uh, shaping uh, what 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 patients are uh, looking for and what healthcare entities need to be able to do? So that's looking at uh, culture change, uh, alternative sites of care, you know, virtualization of care, uh, you know, continuous patient monitoring for. Uh, uh, at-home care, you know, all of uh, that needs to be facilitated by interoperability of data in a much more effective way, um, you know, use of, uh, you know, technologies like AI and automation. And then really, uh, it, this is, it goes back to sensuous vision, and values, which is shifting from sickness to wellness and, and providing the whole uh, person care. So please allow me to pause there and then I can expand on it further in any of those uh, design areas that uh, we want to.
1: Yeah, no, that's super interesting. And I love, it. and I haven't heard it before, but your the concept of digital north. So, so I, if I understand correctly, like most people, organizations are like, here's our north star kind of in general, like this is where we're headed. But you all frame it as the digital north, if I'm understanding correctly.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're both aligned, right? So it's, it's yeah. not yeah. one independent, uh, intent, independent of other, but it's just jointly, what are we uh, uh, going after? Again, that's whole person care for us. But digitally, this is how we enable it.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I love I love the framing. Uh, you know, it's something that I, I may have to leverage myself. I, I, yeah. I like that quite about quite a bit. That's very forward thinking. Yeah, and Centura has a as a great presence out in colorado and kansas and and the the care that you deliver it's all mission-based you know extremely extremely uh uh integral part of those communities you know i'm from sort of my uh, junior high uh, through early career as colorado so i am very familiar with the organization uh, and at one point competed against the organization so <laughs> well,
0: well thank you i'm loving Colorado. Yeah. this is a beautiful
1: yeah place. yeah it's uh it's one of my favorite for sure so
0: yeah let's so how did you get
1: involved with uh, the actual design of, of hospitals and in some of the work that you're doing uh, today? Because, you know, they leverage you. They're like, Sanjeev, help us out. We're going to build a new facility. Uh, so tell us about your involvement.
0: It's similar to uh, the leadership, right? You're, you're shaped by your experiences. Um, and so spending time at Texas Children's Hospital gave me an opportunity to work on a team that built new facility, And so I learned a lot from that. Uh, And then at uh, Medical University of South Carolina, uh, uh, I was a part of the technology team that led efforts for a new children's hospital that went live in in 2020. So when I um, uh, joined uh, Centura, my leadership team uh, uh, had this uh, proposition in front of us, which is uh, build up a new facility, it's an orthopedic spine facility in Colorado Springs. And uh, given my background and experience, uh, I was then uh, uh, kindly asked to lead this effort uh, from a, a design and build perspective for this new facility. And so it's a combination of all of those uh, experiences and learnings and teachings that I have had. Uh, and then it, you don't do it on your own, right? It's a interdisciplinary team that we put together that, that administrators, uh, nurses, um, uh, docs, uh, uh, clinicians of all types. Uh, patient advocacy groups, technology partners, you name it, right? So we brought this team together that looked after human-centered design principles in how you design a facility that provides whole person care. And that included elements like keeping patient, caregivers, and clinicians at the center, understanding their motive uh, motivations and behaviors, connecting their experiences with outcomes. So we actually took that model and took uh, 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 personas of uh, patient, clinician, and caregiver, and we designed the entire journey that said, if we wanted a facility of the future, what would that uh, uh, look like? And then how do you innovate or you completely reimagine these workflows in the the manner that best serves each of those uh, personas in their journeys? And so we took end-to-end journey mapping, you know, from outside the facility, in the facility, meaning uh, prior to the visit, during visit and post visit and created uh, workflows and then integrated technology components. So we brought 50 plus technology partners and said, this is what we want to realize. We want to work with you, innovate with you to design these uh, workflows that haven't always existed in uh, in the industry. So how do we do that? Uh, And so we partnered with technology partners, partnered with the stakeholder groups, to go ahead and work on that proposition. And I'm happy to um, uh, uh, indicate to you today that we have a working model of an innovation lab that showcases uh, most of the capabilities that we're going at. Oh,
1: that's great. Uh, Is is that lab then for any future uh, work that you all do, maybe acquisition or or new builds and and also retrofitting. So if, so how does that work? So yeah, if I'm a hospital president in the Centura system, I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to re, you know, it's kind of old facility and
0: I want to redo the way that we might handle a nursing floor and can they come to the lab? Is that how it works? Yeah, in fact, uh, right on, we are providing uh, innovation lab uh, tours and demonstrations, not just to uh, our internal stakeholders, but we've also have had uh, others making the request uh, from outside the organization uh, to have a look of, of how we're bringing these capabilities together. But you know um, uh, staying with Hascent's mission vision and values and uh, whole person care, uh, you know we want to then extend not just what we have developed but continuous uh, mindset of innovation and bringing that forward to existing facilities as well as, Facilities that um, uh, we will build in the future, and uh, we're taking the, the design ideas in terms of architectural construct and, and, and integrating that into new facilities. And where we have opportunities with existing, where either it's an expansion or a revision of uh, existing facilities, we are taking pockets of those solutions. You know, it's difficult, right? You got to. To make a technology happen, you have to put things behind the wall, like wiring, simple as that, right? And then to be able to install a camera or uh, RTLS, uh, meaning the remote uh, uh, location systems technology, you have to be able to uh, you know, implement some tool sets. Well, to be able to do that, there's a bit of a, 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 a reimagining you have to do and how you bring that forward. So looking at pointed solutions, by which we can quickly transform that particular uh, space uh, into smart spaces is is our approach for existing facilities, but for uh, new uh, and and future uh, facilities, we're going all in with our uh, innovative approach.
1: That's cool. So is that an open invitation to me? Is that what I just heard? I I can come visit your innovation
0: lab? Absolutely. It would be (laughs) be an honor uh, uh, for you to have as a, a visitor, and you can help further shape our innovation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, as you know, I get out there quite frequently. But we'll, we'll combine it maybe in the springtime with a, doing a little bit of climbing and, uh, and then hanging out at the innovation lab. Yeah, I'm really into human-centered uh, design, as you mentioned as well. And uh, I think you're, you all, that's pretty fascinating. You're all right on. So uh, Sanjeev, before we leave this topic, can you give one example of? Perhaps something that's different than what most people would expect, you know, in terms of any sort of innovative uh, design. You know, like an example might be like a, a nursing floor that doesn't have a uh, um, a nurse state, a traditional nurse station. You know, I, I've heard of that. Uh, is there anything that's sort of unique uh, at one of the facilities, whether it's the external design or internal design?
0: Yeah, I think the the, the couple of elements, um, maybe maybe just more than one, I can uh, share with you. So, so, you know, teams of tech, uh, technology innovations are coming together is really uh, kind of designed uh, in terms of smart spaces, devices, and applications to make life really easier for clinicians in the manner that they take care of patients, and devices and apps so they are well integrated to provide for the functionality and workflow that they need. You know, from a patient perspective, a simple example would be uh, leveraging of an EPIC monitor that then clinician can use uh, that improves interaction with patients and clinicians. It's one of the biggest dissatisfiers where uh, a clinician comes into the room uh, for a patient, but they have to look away to do the documentation. Um, So we're, we're even taking the experience component and giving the workflow improvement for our clinicians. So that would be one example of it. Um, And then we are uh, really uh, looking at patient engagement and experience uh, with real-time location services and systems um, like never before. And so it's truly bringing the interaction of uh, the tool sets to give the the power or empowerment to patients to be able to review their own care plans, being able to receive training, be able to order food, turn your lights on, blinds down, any of those things are part of our uh, innovative features. And lastly, I know you said one, but I had to give you a couple of them, um, uh, has to do with uh, seamless integrated telehealth so that uh, a patient when wants to engage with a family member not in the room can easily do that using the tool sets in the room. Um, when a, when a clinician wants to have another uh, clinician as part of the care team that's not in the facility, we have provided for integrated, seamless technology in- integration that can facilitate that. And, and, you know, talking about tele-ICU and uh, patient monitoring is sitting, all of those capabilities are part of our innovations. Uh, so I'll pause there. I'm sorry. I know you said one, but uh, I had to give you a couple of.
1: No, those are fabulous. Uh, that was awesome. You know, because back in the old days, right, there'd be construction, uh, build, design would be completely separated, disjointed, and so you you suddenly have a building. Then say, okay, now we need to put in the tech, and then of course you have to tear out walls and create data clo- you know, network closets, and all those sort of things. Uh, and it still happens that way in some organizations. But you all are very forward thinking and. You know, the whole leadership that you brought to bear and having this experience uh, prior to uh, and then being part of a forward, like I said, forward thinking organization really has been a great marriage, if you will, uh, for what you're all doing. So it's very exciting because, you know, many people talk about what you're you all are actually doing there at Centura. So that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, we could go on for a long time. I, I love this topic so much because I mean, I'm really into design. Uh, but because we're a little bit limited, I, I want to. Uh, sort of end talking about leadership, you know, because again, it's it's your leadership that's been core to all this. Uh, what would you say, so you've had a great career and still continuing in your career. Uh, what would you say to recent grads? So if you were, you know, to give a speech at a graduation for, uh, let's just say, you could pick high school or college, what would be some words of wisdom that you would drop on them in terms of leadership?
0: Yeah, um, this, again. You know, Wonderful uh, question, and, and 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 this is how i prefer that I respond to that. You know, everyone is a leader, and all of us have an ability to be that leader that makes that difference. As uh, Mr. Wallace indicated in his uh, maxim, and Mahatma Gandhi, uh, 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 you know, suggested in his uh, uh, words. So, to me, uh, that's what I would advocate to new graduates is that know that you have the amazing opportunity and possibility of making that difference, uh, not just by yourself, but just partnering with all, uh, that you come across. And that's what I have done in my leadership. You know, while I have had the opportunity that I've been provided, what makes the difference is the team, Uh, making sure, is that design is one aspect of it, and i I wholeheartedly believe in this in giving the subject matter experts opportunity to work and then deliver on that solution or the outcome and so my message to the to new graduates or or aspiring leaders who do just that is you know allow uh, people to do that for you can absolutely serve as the leader uh, that can bring it together. Yeah, no, no,
1: that's really good. And, you know, we, we talked about a lot uh, in a very short amount of time, you know, uh, everything from uh, Nepal to uh, all sorts of uh, leadership and then heavy into the design aspects and how you influence that, how you're part of those teams and the, the outcomes as a result for the clinicians and patients. And then now a little bit on leadership. Is there anything that we miss or anything that You want to double down on as we end and i give you the final word
0: yes uh first of all uh, please allow me to just uh, say thank you uh for this opportunity to share uh, my story as well as um in conversation with you regarding uh you know hospital of the future designs uh, and then sharing my uh, leadership thoughts uh you know it's i i I'm extremely thankful to my organization for the opportunities that I have and uh, opportunities I have with working with my colleagues to to make uh, that difference. And I'm thankful for that and I appreciate that. Um, And it's not without people and teams. Uh, I'm thankful to my team members, my colleagues that continue to provide advice, guidance, and support that ultimately makes that difference. And so it would be a mess on my part if I didn't take the opportunity to just say thank you to all of them uh, for shaping me, giving me the advice um, and helping me even today, uh, uh, you know, do what is best for our patients and families, and then uh, embodying what we do in terms of whole person care, that's part of sensorized mission vision. Yeah, Sanjeev,
1: thanks for... Again, being our guest and, you know, wrapping up in that way, always being thankful, right? We know it's not all about us, but we we serve in great organizations and we're surrounded by great teams. And that's a great reminder. Uh, And then your whole mission focus and uh, the digital, the digital north. I love it. Thank you again. Um, We'll definitely uh, connect there in Colorado. So that wraps up digital voices. We look forward to seeing you on the next drop.